0: Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Amen, amen. Wanted the mic so I can run around a little bit. (laughs) Joyous Sabbath to you everybody. Pastor Greg, you are such a blessing. Thank you so much for this blessed opportunity. Acts chapter 1 verses 4. Five and eight, jump in the word with me. I found my passage already. You all know I'm legally blind, right? Legally blind means they won't give me a driver's license, it never stopped me from driving, but that's legally <laughs> blind for you. So I found my passage already. Where are you? Look, Acts chapter one, verses four, five, and eight. So we're doing an, an amazing seminar in Fort Lauderdale. It's called it a motivated me seminar. It's a weekend motivational seminar for secular business professionals. I'm dealing with um, relationships, finance, goals, and it's just incredible. People are really being blessed. Starts at two thirty, so you guys look at the video at noon, so you can come at two thirty. Goes until seven, and it continues tomorrow from three to seven. So if you could, you're really gonna be blessed. Weekend of transformation. The Bible says, the Bible says Acts one, verses four and eight. And gathering them together, he what? what word what is that? He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what? For the promise which you have heard from me, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with not many days from now. It says, it says, but you shall receive, what word is that? Power. After the Spirit has come upon you that you might be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and how far? To the uttermost parts of the world. Pray with me in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for this blessed privilege to share your long-suffering, loving, awesome truths. Bless, enrich, inspire. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. I, I travel a lot and preach a lot, right? And sometimes I preach at these huge events, and and I would pray. I would pray, Elder Parchment, one of those famous Adventist prayers. I would pray, Lord. Use me, who could finish that for me? Like what? Like you have never used me before. never used me before." And, 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 and Brother Liebert, one, one time I prayed that prayer, right? And the spirit of God shot back. He said, "I can only use you like I've never used you before, when you've prayed, like you've never prayed before.) Yes. Because much prayer, much power. I can only use you like I've never used you before when you have studied like you have never studied before. Because thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I can use you like I've never used you before when you have witnessed, Sister Grace, like you have never witnessed before. So, so Jesus is about to leave, right, in Acts chapter 1, and he's promising to fill humanity with his potent presence, Sister Lynn. And, and, and this is not any uh, uh, um, jokey promise, but, but he's promising to fill humanity, Elder Campbell, with the Spirit. It's the same Spirit that hovered upon the face of the deep when God said, let there be light, and he brought order where there was chaos. It's the same spirit. Let me tell you power. This Holy Spirit so resided in Elisha that even when he was dead, they dropped the dead guy on his body in 2 Kings 13 and that dude rose from the dead. You hear me? That's power. So I'm thinking, Suzanne, that if God is going to fill humanity with his, with his holy unction, I'm thinking that it must be the best of us. Amen. But when I'm reading Acts chapter 1, um, brother Robert, I'm reading Acts chapter 1. This, is Jesus talking? Who is he talking to in Acts chapter 1? Not you. Don't say you. You weren't there. You'll be lying. He wasn't speaking to you, nosy. He's speaking to his disciples. Now I'm thinking if you're going to fill the best of humanity, call Daniel. Now let me tell you, Daniel preferred to be in the den of the lions with God than to be in the palace of a king without him. The reason them lions couldn't touch Daniel, he had too much backbone. You hear me? I mean, call Elisha, Elijah, you know, that went up in the whirlwind of fire. Brave, bold, pre. Jesus is promising to fill the disciples. I mean, I have a seeing problem, but don't tell me I have a hearing problem too. The disciples, these guys that have denied him, deserted him, doubted him. Huh? These, These guys, when they want him to pray... When he wants them to pray, they're sleeping. When he wants peace, they're whipping out swords. I'm thinking, "Uh uh-uh, not these jokers, man, these weak, wavering whims, not these disciples. When he is, when he is, is, uh, listen, a week before Jesus goes to the cross and dies like a dog, guess what these guys are discussing? Uh, uh, Elder Clark, they are discussing not who's going to bite the bullet for Jesus. They're discussing which one is going to be the head honcho. Who is going to be first, first first, elder when we have nominating committee? That, that's their discussion. While Jesus is praying to go to the cross. And, and I'm thinking, Lord, you are promising to fill them with your power? And you're asking them to wait in Jerusalem to be filled? They had de- disappointed you time and time again. You know what makes the promise of Jesus so much more scary? What makes him filling these guys with power so much more uh, I, I, I'm troubling is, is the way the resurrection took place. Sometimes, sometimes, um, Dr. Greg, I, I tell the Lord he should have allowed me to manage the resurrection. Hear what? Hear what? When Jesus rose from the dead, he was almost incognito. He was almost on, on the DL, you know what I mean? He was on the dongle, he, he would just walk through some walls, hey guys, it's Jesus, poof, disappeared. He'd walk on the road of Emmaus, eat some communion with them, poof, he's gone. I, in, in fact, Paul says in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15 that about 500 people saw him at one time. Probably this event in Acts chapter 1. So in, in my reckoning, if I had to manage the resurrection, this is what I would do. First thing, I would roll back up on Herod. I'm like, yo, you still want to see a miracle? I'll go to Pilate. You want to try me one more time? You know what I mean? I would have a Facebook page for Jesus. I would have I would be on Morning America CNN. I'd make the wrongs. You know hear I me? Mean? I would Jesus would be on blast all over the place, man. It would, everybody would know that Jesus rose from the dead. In fact, I would have a Twitter account from the time I made my first role in the groove. I'd be like, tweet. That's the first role right there. You know what I mean? And then tweet, the angels just moved the stone and coming up with supersonic ballistic speed, right? But, but Jesus, Jesus' ascension is almost, is almost private. And what makes Jesus' promise to fill these 11 doubters, deniers, and deserters with power, fresh power from on high, is, is Jesus is leaving the story of our redemption. In the hands of men who had disappointed him time and time again. Amen. Jesus is leaving the greatest event to ever occur in human history. In the hands of weak men. Amen. That had denied that they ever knew Jesus. That forsook him in his greatest time of need. And he's, 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 he's leaving them to tell the world that Christ rose from the dead. Why? Why? Let me tell you why. Because my God loves using broken people. Can can I say that again? My God will take a dirty, despised, derelict and make him into a consecrated, crucified Christian. He'll take a drug-smoking, dope-selling sinner and make him into a Bible-toting, church-coming saint because God loves using broken people. Loves using broken people. You go talk to Paul, man. He said, man, I preach in such a way that I keep my body under. Less when I preach, I should be a castaway. Amen. God loves using broken, messed up yes. people. Why? He uses broken people so he can save us. Amen. I know my accent is thick, so let me say it again. He loves Using broken people so he can redeem us through the service that he has called us to to, to perform. What what, what do you mean? You know, when I was a a young preacher, um, a younger preacher, sorry, scratch that. When I was a younger preacher, (laughs) I um, did my first revival, five weeks revival. and, And my praise and worship leader, she thought I was cute. And Adrian, I agreed with her. <laughs> and then at the end of the revival, we were going to a social event and we were walking through this lonely, dark street. There's something dubious about the darkness. Not me, the darkness. You all follow my story. And, 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 and then I started hearing all those, you know those, those, those old-time slow jams? Just started rolling through my head when a man loves a woman. Secret lovers, Yeah. And and then all of a sudden I said to the young lady, I said, "Do you trust walking through this lonely dark street with me?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Come on, I'm I'm single, love to mingle, have the urge to merge. You you walking through this lonely dark street with me? Do you trust that?" She said, "But of course, you're a preacher." Amen. And all of a sudden, the only songs that was rolling through my head was "Blessed Assurance," "Jesus is mine," Amen. "Come the font of every blessing." Tune my heart to sing thy grace. You're a preacher. If I can tell you the mess that God has saved me from because I'm a preacher, if I can tell you, man, the kind of hell and the awful decisions I would have made, but He kept me because there's a calling on my life. I'm a preacher. I can't listen, man. If I mess up, somebody might be lost for eternity. You're a preacher. And you know what's sad? Most of us don't have that experience. Not because we're not preachers. But most of us don't have that experience because we're lazy. You're lazy. You see, God has ordained ministry to save you. Hear what Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.16. He said, you preach, you teach. For in doing so, you will save them that hear, hear thee and yourself. Amen. God saves us through the ministry he calls us to do. You see when, when 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 you want to act crazy someone reminds you man you're a deacon. Yeah. You don't act like that. Yeah. So 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 the ministry he has called you to he it, it's holding you accountable. You hear what I'm saying? And that's why when you show up and all you do is warm appeal the very thing that God has established to draw you to himself is a failure in your life. You see there are two kind of pillars in the church. There's the pillar that holds the church together. And then there's the caterpillars that crawl in and out on the Sabbath. In and out on the Sabbath. That's all they do. Amen. Crawl in and out and talk how the program should be and how it shouldn't be. Amen. Shut your mouth if you're not serving. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So the, 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 the Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, And you shall receive power when? when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Why? So that you can be witnesses. The spirit family is given for service. Amen. If you want to be filled, join the Pathfinders. If you want an unction from God, then, then then try to write letters to inmates in prison. The spirit is given for service. If you want to be that overflowing power from God, then, then start a small group like, like Frank Gonzalez and lead lost men and women to Jesus. The spirit is given for service. Spirit is not a collectibles item. The Spirit is not for showboating. He's given for service. Let me tell you, man, that's why 4 a.m. in the morning sometimes, I'm on my knees because I can't preach about a God I don't know myself. The Spirit family is given for service. You look at the book of Acts, right? It should be called the actions of the apostles, the actions of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts, man, let me tell you, Pete preached. All swearing, cursing Peter. Preach, 3,000 said yes to Jesus. The very shadow of Peter was healing people. His shadow, catch that. The handkerchief of Paul was being taken to the lame and folks were leaping. Demons were being cast out. Power! Amen. And you know what's interesting? Most of us will never experience any of it. Amen. Why? Because we don't plan to work. We don't plan to work. We, For some reason we think Church is about being entertained, man. We don't have that heart that says seeking the lost kindly and treating wanderers on the mountain astray. Come unto me, his message repeating, words of the master speaking. To we don't have that passion of Jesus' family. We don't have that passion. Let me tell you what Auntie Ellen says. She says strength to resist evil is gained through aggressive service. The spirit is given for service. And my heart desire, my yearning for you saving grace in this fancy, very comfortable building is that God would move you from a small church mindset because you love each other so much that you don't care about the lost people right in your community. My heart desire, family, is that God would break you. And challenge you, and give you a hunger to want to be filled, so that you can truly sing, live out the words of our opening hymn. Hover oh, over oh me, Holy Spirit, bed my trembling heart and brow. Fill me with Thy hallowed presence. Come, O oh Jesus, come, and fill me now. Our oh, heads bowed, Father, we want to be filled. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message.